Hi, and welcome to the Carnivore Stories podcast with me, Alyssa Grubner. The carnivore way of eating has completely transformed my life. And it's stories just like the ones you'll hear on this podcast that kept me going strong every step of the way. I hope you're ready to hear an inspirational carnivore story. I know I am. So let's get into it. Welcome to episode 12 of the Carnivore Stories podcast. Today I have with me Aline Gretler, aka Carnivore Girl. Aline is 38 and she's a creative carnivore recipe developer living in Reno, Nevada. You can find her on Instagram and on YouTube at Carnivore Girl. So it's K-A-R-N-I-B-O-R girl. Welcome to the show, Aline. Thank you so much for meeting with me. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I was really excited for this. Yes, I was I was really excited when I saw that you were able to able to reschedule such short notice. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with your what your lifestyle was like prior to coming to the carnivore way of eating oh my gosh well I was a baby no (laughs) well maybe it is important though because I got a formula fed I never got mother's milk and apparently that's not very good because my mom Mm -hmm. um, I mean I was a c-section baby and my mom um had uh she had to take antibiotics because she had a fever so she could never um give me mother's milk and then later when she could she didn't have enough milk but so anyways then my story well it was like I was eating everything I was doing I thought I was doing well with everything and then I kind of went to this typical bodybuilding um um diet so chicken well lean protein you know very lean protein um so chicken breast with rice and uh, uh asp- asparagus yeah so that and broccoli so that's like the main thing and of course all those protein bars and stuff and then actually um i got really really sick in like 2015 16 And I found, of course, all the regular doctors couldn't help me. So I found Power Health. And yeah, at that time, I still had health insurance, but they didn't pay one cent for it. So, well, I did this, um, I think it was like three months or something, this um, whatever it was at Power Health, and they put me on a Ooh, crazy elimination diet. Well, not as crazy as carnivore, of course, but at that time it was like crazy for me, right? So they took me off, okay, like everything that kind of could give you a reaction. So, um, well, eggs, but eggs I could reintroduce very soon again. But then all the legumes, gluten, grains, soy, um, nightshades, nuts, um, what else? Yeah, so like this. But um, so I could still eat like, oh, and not, they said don't eat too many fruits, but I, I could still eat fruits and vegetables. But I put myself on a keto diet then. 
So that's then like most carnivores, I started with keto. And of course, I became mm-hmm. obsessed with all those keto treats, like really obsessed. You can't believe, like I have lists. I still have them. I have lists on my phone, like all the keto treats, like all the bars, all the flavors. So I could eat all of them in different ways. And like, I had to try everything. It it was not good for my brain. So um, yeah, I think that is how I ate prior to carnivore. And then I guess you want to know how I found to carnivore. So, um, yes, yeah, that was, uh, funny. Well, while I was keto, um, I live, uh, Paul, I live with Paul, who is Paul. (laughs) He's, he's just, he's not my boyfriend. He's not my husband. It's just, well, he, he helps me with, we live together. We, we're going to do business together. So anyways, um, so Paul told me about this guy um, that only eats meat. And it was Frank Tufano. That was like back in the day. Okay. When he was still carnivore. Apparently now he's not. I don't know. I don't uh, follow him. But that was like right. <laughs> maybe in, I can't really tell, but I would say two years before I turned carnivore. So maybe in 2017, he told me about that guy. And we watched just like a video or two on YouTube, you know, and of course it's like, oh, wow, interesting. But I, I don't eat my greens, right? I need my, my vegetables. My, I was with keto, I was all about the numbers. Well, as long as I stay in my numbers, um, so it was like, 70 to 75% fat and no more than 9.9 grams of net carbs, you know, those net carbs. Um, I was mm-hmm. fine, but of course I couldn't stay on it, especially with the treats. I got crazy addicted and then it always fell off. So, but anyways, um, I heard about, well, I didn't, I don't think we, use the word carnivore or maybe he mentioned I don't know but that's the first time I heard that but then I kind of forgot right and so during my keto days it got always worse and worse also um I had half I still have unfortunately a lot of health problems and um with keto as I just mentioned I always um got off keto because I just got a a crazy binge eating. Yeah. Episodes and Mm -hmm. like really crazy binge eating. I mean, binge eaters know what I'm talking about. You just shove whatever you can find in your mouth. The the, uh, more unhealthy, the better. I was even looking for what is the most unhealthy thing I could, could take, except I not no gluten and no tomatoes because those I know they would probably put me in the hospital, probably not the tomatoes, but the gluten, but mm. still everything else. And um, so I kept having those binge eating episodes with crazy than depression and IBS pain and just like, and every time, like always, right? Okay, 
that's the last time. What can I do now so that doesn't happen anymore? So I tried, you know, with the numbers, um, peaking stuff, changing stuff. I tried with fasting or like whatever. And so uh, November, um, yeah, November 2019, I had another one of a, a really, really bad of those episodes. And I was, okay, now that's not working anymore. I, more, I need something completely different, like completely. And don't ask me how, don't ask me why, but I was sitting on the couch, maybe an angel came down, I don't know, and told me about, as so it like reminded <laughs> me of the carnivore diet. Like just suddenly I like- It's the carnivore angel. Exactly. Fuck, my phone is ringing, ringing right now and I can't turn it off. So I'm so sorry, but it will turn off by itself. Because okay. I never use the home phone anymore. So I just let it... I think it already stopped. Okay, good. I'm sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> carnivore, I don't know, just suddenly, as I said, like about two years prior, Paul told me about that guy, Frank Tufano, but I totally forgot about it all these years. And suddenly it just came there. And then it was funny. As soon as I got, um, got that as a, that reminder about that this exists, I knew this is what I have to do. There's so many people out there and I totally get it. They're like, okay, I'm going to give this a chance. I'm going to try for a month. I was like, no, that's what I have to do for the rest of my life to stay healthy. I didn't know yet what kind of carnivore way, but something like carnivore. And then, of course, I started to do mm -hmm. research like crazy. And um, yeah, then I started with my levels. I, I made levels like um, always 30 days. So Kevin Stock has this great guide about starting carnivore and stuff. And I kind of took his levels, but peaked them a bit. So I think level one was just anim um, everything, uh, animal products, like everything animal, except milk and honey, because I knew those are very addictive. And then, well, in level one, I figured out cheese is really addictive. So and then level two, I think mm -hmm. take out all the processed foods and um, what else? And all the dairy, exact, exactly. And then I think level three was just um, beef, beef, salt water. Maybe I had beef, egg, salt water. And I added a level four ribeye salt water. So I ate ribeye salt water for 30 days. It wasn't boring at all. Of course, I came up with a lot of recipes as a creative things. And then I think I, I, I did like until level eight or something. I don't know. So I added those levels. So anyways, long story short, um, that's kind of how I got to it and started. Awesome. So yeah, I did see a video on your YouTube that it had all the ways you can make a, a ribeye or prepare a ribeye. Exactly. <laughs> I think I have six videos now of that and I still have more ideas how to prepare ribeye and it's really just ribeye salt and water but uh yeah I I I, I don't really I haven't done one of those videos for a while but it's fun yeah because there's just yeah it's not boring there's so many different ways 
where do you get your inspiration from? I mean, I've never seen so much creativity with just animal foods. <laughs> I have a crazy brain and it's a gift and a curse, believe me. It's yes. I was all, well, not always. I don't really remember when I was a baby, but um I don't know, like teenager years, suddenly I got interested in food and nutrition. Like I I kind of have so I, I have I still have them like probably almost a hundred counted together cooking books and and um, magazines and I well, when I started I uh, made recipes from those books and I, I spent hours like um looking at them and preparing like an entire week, what I cook, when I cook what. And every time I cook something, there's a tag, there's the date, there's the name for whom I did that. And then I never do it again because it's boring. So it's like, I, it's a kind of a bit, I I need to try everything. I need to do everything. So I need to, like, I wanted to, well, it's not possible, but I wanted to make every single recipe basically. But so I got really obsessed also, what is a bit of problem with, so as I said, it's like a gift and a curse. And I'm just, I got really, I am creative. And yeah, I also used to make um, these seven course gourmet meals for my dad, like a haute cuisine. And I, I spent like three days in the kitchen. So I made everything myself, like every little appetizer, the bread, everything. And um, then when I started with carnivore first, I was also, oh my gosh, that's going to be so hard for me because I used to like almost everything, eating everything and so versatile, right? And all those creative things. But then suddenly, I don't know, I just, I can't stop it. It's, it's my problem. I have a list on my, I love lists and, and charts and stuff. I have a list on my phone with like still a hundred or more recipe ideas. So I try to make those, right? So I can scratch them off and the list gets shorter, yeah. but it doesn't happen because as soon as I make something, I get more ideas for, or, or something. Um, I, I, I try to make a recipe, but something else happens um not on purpose like oh my gosh I just invented something else or like it just yeah yeah wow so I'm sure you're known um throughout your family and your friends as a gourmand like someone who can cook anything what do they all think of you eating only meat now yeah that is so I live in Reno, Nevada, as you said, and well, I'm sure by now everyone figured out I have an accent. <laughs> so I'm from Switzerland and well, actually, okay. I just want to say uh, all my family's in Switzerland, but that's not true. I have family also in San Francisco and um, Palo Alto, but my mom and my dad, they're in Switzerland. So I've been in Reno for, oh my gosh, I think 11 years now. So all that carnivore stuff started here. So, and since I'm carnivore, I haven't been back to Switzerland. So they've never like seen me or, or really, but of course I told after I told them and stuff and my dad, 
my dad is special. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got the Asperger's from him. <laughs> but um, he, <laughs> he, he has his own stuff, but he, he always, um, he, I got the cooking and the gourmet stuff from him. So he took me actually very young to like gourmet restaurants. And um, so he's totally, he, he didn't even really say anything or whatever. I'm sure. And he loves meat and stuff and seafood. But sometimes he, he, he travels a lot and he sends me those food pictures. Like, and like, you know, like desserts. You don't need to send me this stuff. <laughs> it's like, that's my dad. And my mom, <laughs> of course, it took a while. And like every time we talked again, but do you really don't eat vegetables? And what about vegetables? Or what about fruits? Or what about <laughs> no, still no, nothing. So she she of I'm sure she thought, I mean, Switzerland is really brainwashed and really naive and there are many vegans there they want to mm -hmm. uh, get rid of meat they they at school they want to get rid of the meat and stuff it's so and i also grew up fat is bad red meat is well not bad and especially never my dad never but like more my mom or society you know so I, I think now my mom, she accepts it and she, but yeah, she's not here. She doesn't see me. So it, it will be interesting when we meet again, when she actually sees what I eat and stuff. So. So what do you typically eat in a day? I knew that a question, question will come and I don't have typical days. <laughs> like, as I said, I'm so creative. I'm okay. like, but I have, I figured, I figured that <laughs> again, I, again, I have a list. <laughs> I love lists. Um, I have a list on my phone. What, and what I cook every day, what I want to prepare every day. But so what I'm doing for a while now, I think I would have to check. It's probably around week 15. Oh, so it's almost a year. So I told you about when I started, I used to do those levels, I called them. So 30 days, 30 days, this, this, this. And now I have my carnivore weeks. So I thought that was fun. And I started with beef. So one week, only beef. And then everything else I added. So I think then week two was like shrimp. So I was eating shrimp and beef. And then week three. But I also have like special weeks. So for example... Once I only ate eggs and oh my gosh, eggs, they, they drive me crazy. I love eggs, but they're so versatile. I couldn't make all those recipes in one week that I wanted to because there's so, just eggs. You can make so much things out of it. And um, so not too long ago, I've done a week only salmon. So I think those are really fun and interesting and also, yeah, I can actually, for other people, I can re recommend that to do that once in a while, because I have friends, as I have a friend in Switzerland, she's also carnivore, and she gets bored with just carnivore. Mm -hmm. And then instead of trying to loosen it up, 
you know, like, oh, what else could I add? Uh, make it stricter. So I was like, okay, after my week of just salmon, that one was not that bad, but a week only caught like white fish and mm-hmm. it, so unflavorful and caught. Like, do you know how juicy and how delicious a steak was? <laughs> just any beef. Like, so you really, I'm sure. yeah, you really start to appreciate it again. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can actually eat so much on just carnivore. It's, uh, yeah, or otherwise, look, look up my, my recipes. As you said, there's so much that you can do with, and I don't have dairy in it and I don't have pork in it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that is, uh, so yeah, what I eat in a tip, I, I can't tell you. It's always totally different. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I figured, I figured it's like never the same. Um, cause you know, some people they'll eat the same thing every day and they, they never get tired of it. Yeah, but I figured... exactly. But I couldn't do that. I totally understand that I would get tired too. I do it sometimes because of a cha- as a, a challenge, like one week, only this. And it really sets me to the right place again, to be, to appreciate the other foods. Mm -hmm. And do you only season with salt? Yes. So I, um, okay. Uh, I have to think about, yes, I have different kinds of salt. They're all pure, of course. So, um, different, um, the Himalayan pink salt, they all taste the same, but the sea salts, they all taste differently. And I need to find black salt again. That it's like sulfur, but it's so delicious. It even smells. Oh. Like it. So it's really different. It really tastes like sulfur, but I love it. And then, okay, I take a lot of supplements. Yes, I'm a carnivore, and I need supplements. And I have supplements: um, chaga, uh, turkey tail mushroom, and lion's mane mushroom. And they have those in powder or grain uh, form. And well, the chaga, you need to drink as a tea. Otherwise it doesn't work. But then when I'm done, when, when it doesn't get brown anymore, I take the, how is it? The kernels and stuff, the mm-hmm. kennels, or the kernels, the grains, the grains. Yes. And I use it in my meals for cooking. So it's not like really seasoning, but so, but mushrooms are not plants. So, hey, hey. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still not eating. That's plants. true. So I use, I use those mushrooms sometimes in my food and they're super delicious. And then I just figured out I, um, when I had a, I had a cricket week. So I ordered those um, roasted crickets, really just roasted crickets, not even salt on it. They're so delicious. And they like, they're awesome also as a spice. So you can just like um, crush them over something. And I love them. And I'm not eating uh, crickets now because we all should eat insects and uh, save the planet. It's <laughs> not fucking bullshit. Um, but um, the, uh, they, I, I eat them because they're super delicious, but of course not just okay. that and not that much. But, you yeah, know, so if you, sorry, if what? you had, if you had to compare them to uh, a more familiar food for a lot of people, what would you say they they remind you of? Crickets? 
Um, yes. I can just say, I don't know about the, maybe mushrooms even, because they taste okay. earthy. They taste like earth. Okay. But really, yeah. I, I was surprised. Super delicious. Yeah. So I can't really... Yeah, maybe because mushrooms, well, they, they come out from the earth or, well, mm -hmm. yeah, it depends on different kinds of mushrooms, but yeah, so maybe, but of course they're crunchy and the mushrooms are crunchy, but uh, earthy, yeah. But yeah, but so seasoning okay. with like black pepper or, or anything, no, black pepper, I, I start to sweat. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and black pepper is really high in oxalates too, so that can give people yeah. a lot of issues. Um, do you incorporate organs? Yeah, I actually my um, my pre workout my pre workout. So I usually, when I'm able to, I train a lot, and um, I I like to train fasted as well, but it, it always depends, kind of. Now I, I, I also have CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome. And so I, mm. I'm sometimes always tired. I don't have energy. So it's better to eat something before, but I don't like a big pre-workout. So a pre-workout can be like small, but it always contains raw beef flavor. And just so not every mm. day, but almost every day I eat raw beef flavor, but just like 15 to 20 grams. So that's like, just like a little piece. I, I, I mm -hmm. prepare them, I freeze them. And um, it has to have lots of salt, otherwise I don't like it. And then sometimes I add something else, maybe a hard boiled egg or it's something leftover I have. And then, um, well, I do like um, heart, beef heart, but only as I like it raw. <laughs> Or mm. I torch it on the, or yeah, when it's still I pieces again, I take a piece out and I um, torch it with my blowtorch on the outside. So it gets torched outside, but inside it's basically still frozen. It's still raw. And then, oh, kidneys. I love kidneys baked, but mm. um, again, only when they're still um, rare in the middle. When okay. it's totally done, they gross. But when it's mm. and the juices you get from the kidney is is even better. And yeah, a sweet breads I like. Um, what else? Yeah, I I like organs, but I don't. I'm not saying like okay, uh, once a week I need to eat heart, or once a week I need. So I just incorporate them whenever I feel like it. I don't feel like. Everyone needs to have organs and stuff um, in, the, in their diet. But what I can, yeah, what's actually interesting with the raw beef flavor. So as I mentioned, I eat it raw with a lot of salt and I like it. I wouldn't eat it if I wouldn't get the benefits of it. I have to say it's not that good, but I can eat it. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to get used to it. But unfortunately, not anymore. But when I started this, oh, I don't remember it years ago. When I started it to take it as a pre-workout, I got energy. Like I really, just a little mm -hmm. piece of raw beef flavor. I really felt it. I'm like, fuck, I have energy. Now I go to the gym lift. Yeah. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen anymore to me. But 
as I mentioned, I have a lot of um, health issues. So maybe when those are resolved, you, this will happen again. Do you mind sharing what uh, some of those are, some of those health issues? No, I don't mind sharing. So I can share what I know because, <laughs> yeah, it's always the worst when you don't know. Um, well, probably the most, um, I would say the biggest one, I used to have a pituitary gland tumor. Your pituitary mm -hmm. gland is, it's not the brain, but it's like the hypothalamus is the brain and it's hanging down there. It looks like a ball sack. Yeah. And so mm. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> I did, of course, like always, I did a lot of research. I love learning. You can always learn something new. And um, they don't know for how long I had it and stuff, but I had really, really bad symptoms. And I tried to reduce it um, with uh, um, RSO, Rick Simpson oil. So that's the entire plant of the marijuana plant with polyMVA, which mm -hmm. is supplements and stuff. But it, it even grew. It, it was, um, they told me it was benign. So it wasn't cancerous, but it was very aggressive. And I had mm. uh, really bad issues, really. Um, and eventually it would have made me blind it was pressing on my, I think the right eye nerve and eventually it would have killed me. So I had surgery last year in June and, um, oh. yeah, I, and I thought, okay, now all my problems are gone, but unfortunately not. <laughs> so like, for example, what I, what I actually just had this morning, um, when I had the tumor, um, my vagus nerve started to cramp up. So especially mm. back in the throat, like imagine cramps, but back in the throat, it, it's still a bit sore <laughs> from this morning. And it gets ice cold. I can't talk anymore. I need a hot water bottle here. I can't lay down. And um, it's really scary. And it hurts. And... Yeah, so since the tumor is out, that got much, much better, but it's still happening. And I have no idea why. Mm -hmm. And yeah, of course, I also had the crazy migraines and stuff. But yeah, so anyways, this is about the tumor. And then I have like almost every person EBV, Epstein-Barr virus. Most people have that virus in them. They don't even know it or... They get mono once and then it's done, usually mm -hmm. as a teenager. Me too. I had mono when I was 15, one and a half weeks done, never a problem again. And then, as I mentioned, in 2015, 16, I got really, really sick and I went to power health. That's when I had chronic mono again. It's chronic. It's when it's more than six months. And I got my EPV numbers tested and the doctor said like, well, I don't want to say it's the high, uh, these are the highest numbers I've ever seen, but in the top three. So my EBV numbers were crazy high. Like I was, yeah, wow. I wasn't doing well at all. And um, with EBV, as with mono, usually comes also CFS, the chronic fatigue syndrome. But the chronic fatigue syndrome can also occur without the mono. 
So that's, for example, I each day I take vitamin C liposomal, that's um, fat soluble, um, yeah, vitamin C and fat, so you can absorb it more. So actually 2000 mm -hmm. grams of that. And then I also take 800 grams, well, no, 2000 milligrams. <laughs> 2000 grams oh my gosh so two grams of liposomal <laughs> vitamin c and 800 milligrams of a powdered vitamin c but pure nothing else in it palmitate something i take that each day because if i don't take vitamin c my ebv mono gets active right away so the oh, vitamin wow c keeps a, it can also still get active <laughs> but i figured that out when i actually started with carnivore I was like you know I believe like oh yeah carnivores they don't need any supplements so mm -hmm. I started to try to get off all my supplements and this um the vitamin c and also others but I couldn't and then I now I'm back up to a lot of supplements because I just need them but yeah these are the things I know well the IBS of course is in um uh, with carnivore is much better, but still, again, um, almost every time before I have a bowel movement, I have crazy pain. And mm. I just was at my neurologist. Yeah, my neurologist is my regular doctor because the regular doctors you can't trust. He knows about my diet. So um, he's great. Mm -hmm. He always tries with supplements that doesn't just give me meds. So I was just at my neurologist again to try to figure out what's going on because, oh yeah, of course. Um, so the pituitary gland, right? They had a tumor there. The pituitary gland um, regulates all your hormones. It makes almost all the hormones. So my hormones right. are fucked up. I, I had a really great surgeon, um, so I still have some of my pituitary gland left, but less than half. So it's mm. also, I lost my muscle mass, my testosterone, my HGH is low. Um, and I get hot flashes. I get cold shivers. I, um, so I, I feel like I'm going through a cycle, but the cycle is not 28 days. It's like 40 days or something. And mm. I uh, once... Just one day I get them as a one night, I get a migraine every time in that cycle, but just once. And then it's, it's like weird. And then, yeah, the depression. <laughs> I'm, I'm a happy person. I, I love yeah. my life. I, I'm good, but suddenly I don't want to exist anymore. And really it's that mm. bad. And this is the worst. I have crazy pains, but I would rather take the pain than the depression. Because the depression mm -hmm. is so, so bad. So yeah, I really hope they figure out what it is, what I have now or what they can do. So yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's a journey. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it is, it is a journey. There's really no finish line, um, but I mean, you, you seem like you are coping with all of this so well. Uh, well, yeah, because you see me in my good face. Yeah. <laughs> in my yeah. bad face, I don't, it's, 
yeah, that's why I went back to my neurologist again, because the problem is, so I hope, I hope no one understands me because if you understand me, you have, you have it too, because with depression, when you're in a depression, you can't imagine it ever be different again. You can't imagine to be happy again or to feel different again, differently. But I, so it happened, this cycle happened enough that even I'm in a depression, I know it will go by as I know it will, it will get better again. I know, but I can't feel it again. It's so hard. But then the problem is I know it will come back because Mm -hmm. I can't, um, I try to, to break the cycle. And I can't, it all. So that's why also I went back to my neurologist and I so hope he can help me before it comes back again. So it's, it's just so hard when you know it will mm-hmm. come back again. But I promised myself, I, yeah, I, I won't, I mean, you can't, I won't give up. I just, and there is help out there for me. I know, I just mm-hmm. need to be patient, need to find it. Something interesting that I also can say about being carnivore, strict carnivore, I really um, need to point that out, what I figured out. So, okay, I'm not um, proud of that. So, sorry, I'm a bit all over the place. It's also a problem for me. When I started carnivore, I stayed strict, very, very strict for one year, more than one year and seven months. Nothing else, totally strict. Because, um, I'm, I'm an all or nothing person. And yeah, oh my gosh, these are other stores at, at the hospital, right? Even then, uh, anyways, but I came home after the hospital and my recovery was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. I had, it was so bad. Mm. And I had this anesthesia taste in my mouth and it was so bad and I couldn't cover it up. Meat tasted like cardboard. Um, mm-hmm. Eggs were a little bit better. The only thing I could taste was sweet. Thank you. <laughs> so that's when I broke. And okay. since then, with the depression, um, binge eating comes along again. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is also something, the binge eating. I... When I started carnivore, I didn't really have to binge eating anymore. I didn't, as I said, I didn't go off carnivore. But since then, since that one time I got off, I kept falling off, but only when the depression is here. And what I figured out, so I got my period back. I didn't have my period for quite a while because tumor, um, hormones, right? Of course, not regular at all. But um, really quickly before, when I had my period, I always had a great period. Well, except for the very first time I got it, but then barely mm-hmm. any pain, not a lot of bleeding, just like three days. Nice. Okay, I got my period back. And when I started to fall off my carnivore um, lifestyle, my period was so crazy painful. I mm. never 
ever had so much pain in my life from a period, not even when I got it from the, uh, at the first time. I was in, incapacitated. I was screaming I, and I couldn't move. And I, I have a high pain tolerance and I barely take any meds. Even when I'm, when, I, when I'm almost dying, then I take meds. But otherwise, I just don't. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I needed, well, one time I needed uh, like two times two ibuprofen. And then the next time I got my period, it got even worse because I was still not strict carnivore again. So I needed like two Tylenols and that was much stronger than ibuprofen. Then like, I don't know, five hours later, I needed two and a half Tylenols. Then I think I took another one later. So it was like, I was, and usually I never take anything, but I couldn't, it was so, and then I was like, you know what? I read it, I heard it from so many other women that their period pains go away or are much better when they stay strict carnivore. So it's like, okay, you know what? what? Yes, yeah, that's been my experience. Thank you. So I told myself, whatever happens with my next depression, you can eat what eat the eat all the meat you want, eat whatever you want, all the ribeyes, all the fat, but don't get off carnivore. Then my period was still painful, very painful, but I need, didn't need pain meds anymore. Then still I stayed strict, strict. Then my period was just uncomfortable. Other people would probably say, oh, still pain, but like very mm-hmm. uncomfortable. So it got better and better. Like you, you just told it, as well. So you, you, you figured that out too. That is so crazy. Yes. That yeah. Is- that, that was something that I was just like, hallelujah. Cause I, cause mine were really bad. I mean, there, there were times when I was in high school that I felt like I would pass out from the pain and you see, I didn't yeah. know that mine were always great. I didn't know that. So then when you started okay. carnivore, you, you're period so now you don't have any pain anymore or much less or no so most periods there's no pain if I do feel pain it'll be on the first day and it's just a little pressure you know to let me know something's happening yeah right it's like like pressure yeah mm-hmm. yeah so and uncomfortable then you feel like more yeah. like ah, uncomfortable but you mm-hmm. can still do everything and, and yes yeah you can still go to the gym and everything yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, um. So. You, so you do feel like, or I know what I was going to ask. What did you add in when you fell off the wagon? What What were you eating that you hadn't been eating before? You don't want to know. No, everything <laughs> I can find. So okay, I'm an honest person. So okay, I'm lucky said I live here with Paul and um he has there are many many foods he can't um but when I started with carnivore so he he can't have in the house so he's really good and also because of me he doesn't have gout anymore because uh um he's not carnivore he's animal based you could say Mm -hmm. but so he used to have Reese's here and like chocolates he got rid of that because it gives him gout 
but he always he's um what is he he's like sicilian and spanish so he mm. likes mexican food so he always has corn chips and it usually always starts with those fucking corn chips he eats cheese i don't eat cheese but he always has like the same cheese or he brings home spicy food i can't uh, even not carnivore i i can't eat spicy at all so it's good here like the non-carnivorous foods we have they basically always all the same and i know that my brain can deal with them my problem is when there's something new but that doesn't really happen but um I, I, um, also, I, um, walk a dog four times a week and at, at the dog's place, they have everything and they have, okay. and she, she throws food away. Like, and yeah, that's a problem when then I start there just with some blueberries or like something, even once I'm not kidding you one leaf of lettuce led to a binge eat yes so it doesn't even matter what i start with it just whatever it is it switches something and then free for everything so Mm -hmm. then i just ate whatever i can find except gluten and tomatoes this is so in my brain no but so then i come home and well yeah we have the corn chips or something but Paul is really nice when I have these episodes. He takes the corn chips into his car and with him. So they're not here. I'm like, fuck. But we have a lot of emergency food. So I really, I went, and the emergency food is probably even older than I am. Like, since I know (laughs) Paul, he always has tons. Now we started to stock up emergency food with meat. And really, we found canned meat, just meat and salt for me so Mm -hmm. it's perfect but anyways we still have all those old ones and then I go through and for example I found a um can like a big can full of um um, chocolate powder so with milk like it's for to make uh, chocolate milk drink whatever okay and I'm like with a spoon when oh, no. Paul, he saw me with all chocolate all over and I'm, I'm like like you need to take now I finally um uh I, I I emptied the can the can is cool I want to keep the can but I emptied it into the trash I finally yeah so it's just whatever I can find like it's so bad but yeah it, it usually starts with corn chips just because they're usually around here and then it's like chocolate. I need chocolate. I want chocolate. Mm-hmm. But they also, yeah, like I used to love fruit and berries. And yeah, there are a lot of carnivores. They eat some berries. But for me, I just can't. I, I get so mm-hmm. crazy addictive. Yeah, this is also, I said, well, I say everyone is sugar carb addic- addicted to a certain degree, but I'm really addicted. I really have a problem. It's an addiction and it should be treated as an addiction. It's a sugar addiction. Yeah. 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 That is common in the carnivore community. 
um, that a lot of the people who stay with this way of eating, it's because they're so addicted to sugar. You can't just have a little bit, just, you can't just have a little taste, you know, you have to stay completely away. Yeah. Like Judy Cho says, there are abstainers and moderators or abstainer, abstainer. I don't know how you pronounce it. And I'm definitely mm-hmm. not a moderator. Yeah. So. Yeah. Abstainer. Yes. Yeah. My husband, he is, he is a moderator. He can have just a little bit and then go about his day. I cannot, I have to abstain. It's the same. Me me too. And Paul is also more a moderator. He, he did for a short time, totally carnivore, but he just couldn't. He, he needed his salsa, Mm -hmm. his chips, his whatever. And, um, but he, he tries to stay meat heavy like yeah he's not yeah i mean those labels you know but he's not really carnivore mm-hmm. but like meat heavy animal based yeah but yeah that's yeah f- lot, yeah. yeah for me i'm like okay i have to abstain or die <laughs> <laughs> me too yeah because it's just yeah. Otherwise, I, I, I go crazy. It's just like a switch in your brain. It's what I said. It's, it's not like just the corn chips. It's even a leaf. One leaf of lettuce mm-hmm. led to a crazy Benji. Mm-hmm. It's like one leaf of lettuce. Who cares? It's nothing. But it's just that. Yeah, I, I'm sure you know what I mean. It's, it's just like unlocks something in your brain, it like switches. Yeah. And then, yeah. You, you're, a, you're a different person. As I turn, I can't, the only way I can describe it is like, I'm possessed. I'm possessed because that's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, so I, I'm, I see myself shoving, shoving, like, that's not me. It's, it's, it's really um, scary, actually, because you don't have yourself under control and you hurt yourself and you know it. But at that time, you don't fucking care. Or like, you don't even, yeah, you're not there. You're just, and it's a real Mm -hmm. problem. It's a real disease. It's a real addiction. But if I would tell people, oh, I'm cocaine addicted, I'm um, alcohol addicted, they would understand. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sugar addicted. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. You just overreact. No, it's Mm -hmm. a real addiction. (laughs) And it destroys my life. Sugar destroys my life. That's also why, um, yeah, I, uh, like sugars, like processed stuff or like chocolates or sweets and stuff. I don't think I could ever give that to someone else anymore. You know, before when I still got, not anymore, but when I got chocolates from Switzerland, you know, Switzerland is famous for chocolate. I just um, Mm -hmm. gave it to someone else. I can't do that anymore. I know others eat it, others buy it themselves or whatever, but it's like an alcoholic or an ex-alcoholic. They could never gift alcohol to someone else because it destroyed their life. So I, I don't think I can do that. Even though I know they, yeah. they get it themselves, but I'm not helping you to, because I have such a personal story Mm -hmm. with 
Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to um, before coming to carnivore, I made a lot of cakes and desserts and pastries. And so I was known for this in my family. And since becoming carnivore, people will ask me, oh, you should start a business, sell cakes. And I was like, I can't do that. That's against my morals. You know, <laughs> oh, listen to it's this. poison. <laughs> listen to this. I used to have my own little catering in Switzerland. I did everything, but especially cakes and sweets. Like I was also known for uh -huh. that. I, I did all, of course, again, really super creative, made everything myself. And then here in Reno, I used to work in a bakery right before I got sick. And I not first, I just was, um, Oh, I think it stopped. Oh, no, now you're back. Okay. First, I was just uh, with the customers, but then I was actually helping making the cakes and stuff. So I'm like, oh, no, exactly what you just said. It goes against your morals. I, mm -hmm. I couldn't. And I was, as you said, also in my family, I was known for the baker, for the chef, for like, and um, I was really good. Yeah, I made really really great cakes but i i can't do that anymore i i don't want to poison other people mm -hmm. oh i still i still bake cakes but all carnivores yeah and even without dairy that's also okay okay i have i have to be honest i'm a little bit proud of myself well proud yeah that because yeah. dairy is so easy to do stuff with dairy but do stuff without yes. cheese, without milk, without cream. I, I make all this mm -hmm. stuff without dairy. So cakes and all that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm proud. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. That is something to be proud of. I, I saw an egg cake on your YouTube channel, and I am definitely going to check that out because that looks really interesting. Oh, I think, yeah, that's not even a recipe. I think that's that was my birthday cake a while ago. It was just oh, okay. As if it's that what you said, yes. it's like eggs stacked at, uh, on top together. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't even, no, but I made, oh, that's not out. I, I have this, um, I, I actually then started with Creative Carnivore Kitchen on my YouTube. So it's um, a folder where it's like a cooking show. And yeah, it's, it's episode 23. So it's not out yet because just, I think episode 12 just aired. But I made a cake, it's, it's called Cake for Sabina, because Sabina wanted a cake, so I created it for her. Um, but she's in Switzerland, so she didn't try, and it's really, oh my, oh my gosh, it was mm -hmm. a hassle. But it really, it has a crust, and it really looks like a cake, and it was super delicious, yeah. So that is, otherwise, yeah, just, I did that too, like stacking meats together, stacking egg different egg stuff together mm -hmm. and make a cake yeah but then I actually made a cake it looks like a cake yeah so what is what has been your your all-time favorite creation carnivore creation that you've made oh my gosh there are so many something that just popped if you had to choose one. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that the first thing that popped into my mind is because I'm super, super proud of it. And it's, yeah, I think it, it, it's, it has to be, it's not really, I have to say, it's not like my favorite creation 
because of taste, even though it tasted great, mm. but it, it has no meat in it. And I mean, like you need meat, <laughs> but um, it has to be because I was so, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it when I created it. It has to be the um, uova cotta. So there's this dessert, panna cotta from Italy. Panna mm-hmm. is cream. Of course, I don't use cream. And cotta means um, cooked, so cooked cream. So this Italian dessert is basically um, cream, sugar, vanilla. You cook it and then you put it in a little dish. You put it in a fridge to make it firm. Um, And then you pour, um, you make some red jelly or something and pour that over it. So raspberry, strawberry, whatever. And it look, I mean, you have this white thing here and then with the red jelly, it looks mm-hmm. beautiful. And so I made that all carnivore with um, egg whites, gelatin, and then um, in Germany, they have something called rote grütze, so that is basically with berries, um, um, it's hot and you have like berry juice and also whole berries in it and it's red and you pour that over other desserts or you just eat it like that, of course, sugar in it. And so I made my carnivore jelly and the carnivore jelly is um, perch. Perch is raw meat juice. So it's not mm. blood, but it's red. So it has some hemoglobin in it, but it's, it's mostly water, but it's like this vibrant red, you know? So I, um, with gelatin again, very um, carefully because you can't get the perch hot because otherwise what happens when you uh, get meat hot? It's not red anymore. It turns brown. Mm-hmm. So I... I made, as a, yeah, I, I made it firm. So I call it carnivore jelly. And then I had this white, yeah. Um, and I call it wova. Wova means egg. So not panna mm. because it's made out of egg. So my, my, my uh, thing here, this white stuff. And then with the carnivore jelly. And when you look at it, I was like, holy fucking shit. It looks so weird. <laughs> and I... Before I ate it, I went, I remember Paul was in the office and like about three times I went over to look at it, look at it. It's so awesome. And then I took a bite, you know, like you, you take off a little bit and then, oh, then I went, look at it now. Look at it. It looks so perfect. Uh-huh. I was so, and I, I sent pictures to my mom and my dad and like, and uh, yeah, I was so proud. So I think, so there are many others, but I think this is just my first thing that I created that just yeah and it was delicious I thought like gelatin egg white but it was delicious it was good well I think I I used um I I drink a lot of those flavored seltzer waters and there's a seltzer water that's vanilla orange so and those panna cotta usually have vanilla in it and that vanilla orange seltzer water is really strong and I don't like to drink it. It's too strong and it's too vanilla-y. I don't know how to say that. 
But mm. then in that, oh my gosh, the vanilla flight, it was amazing. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> the one I'm most proud of. <laughs> okay. Okay. That does sound really, really amazing. Um, and okay, yeah, so- I, I have to add something really quickly. I'm sorry, but I know no, there go are ahead. these carnivores out there, like they um uh, make fun of vegans or whatever oh my gosh you create all that stuff that looks like steak or whatever just eat a real steak or like yeah I totally get that and also like I love just a steak and some scrambled eggs and like that's great but there it's still I'm so creative and it's fun to try to make something non-carnivore totally carnivore but looks like the other food and then there's so many people out there there are some people they they are happy to have something maybe that looks like that or as you said there are people they they eat ground beef all day long and it doesn't even look really appealing Mm -hmm. but it's delicious I don't mind Mm -hmm. that either but there are people that you you eat with your eyes or you you like to have something nice yes so yeah I I like everything like yeah yeah, definitely what you're doing with these food is uh, an art for sure. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Oh, that warms my heart. Someone that sees that and appreciates that. And I think you said you were um, known in your family for like the the baking artists and stuff. So I think you can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, so we're just about out of time, but I did want to ask you, um, so you mentioned that carnivore has helped you manage your period uh, symptoms and to manage your binging episodes. Is there anything else that you feel like carnivore has really helped with um, that's, that's changed your life since adopting this way of eating? Yes. I always try to remember because uh, there are a lot of little things and major things so one I always try like to start (laughs) um my teeth for example my teeth used to be um sensitive you know like for cold and hot and stuff since carnivore like and I love I I basically eat always with my hands and I love gnawing Mm -hmm. on bones my teeth are stronger and they don't get sensitive anymore. Like they, um, yeah, really this. And then, uh, well, the IBS was so much better too. But now, as I said, it came back before I have a bowel movement, but I don't think it has anything. Unfortunately, I know as well, for... um, Sorry, there are many people out there. They switch to a carnivore lifestyle and everything healed like a magic pill. Mm-hmm. So awesome. And I thought that would happen with me too. Unfortunately not. And unfortunately, there are many other factors and there are things that have nothing to do with the food. So yeah, mm-hmm. but when I started, I also re- I had much more energy at the gym but now of course with my cfs with the chronic fatigue syndrome i barely have it and low hgh 
human growth hormone. You can't have mm-hmm. energy with a low HGH. So there are, I, I got a lot of benefits from carnivore. They kind of went away again, but not because of the, because of, yeah, whatever my diseases or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The vagus nerve. I mean, that's a big thing that's, that's pretty that's much, you know, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it's, that's, that's like the master, the central motherboard of the whole body, right? Yeah, I, I really think because, I, well, I explained it that it just um, happened back here, but one time mm-hmm. it actually then, so it's like cramping, but you know, cramps and then it loosens up and then cramps, but then it went down and then it was like here, then it was here. And then mm-hmm. so like down the vagus nerve. So I was like, it needs to be something there. And usually it starts when, when I still have the tumor, it could start out of nowhere. Now it only happens after I swallowed a capsule. I still have problems mm-hmm. swallowing capsules. And sometimes it feels like it's stuck in there. It's not, but it and this sensation just gets worse and worse and then the stuff mm. here starts so it's like something is fucked up with that vagus nerve but mm-hmm. all the something important all the problems i have now still have or whatever everything would be so much worse if i wouldn't be carnivore so mm-hmm. i know that i i've seen that and it is every time i went off again every Everything got so much worse. Oh, yeah. Um, I was constip- um, how do you say, chronically constipated. I was uh, mm-hmm. for years. It always hurt so much to go to the bathroom. When I started carnivore, no, no, no. I didn't have that typical diarrhea stuff at the very beginning. I was still constipated at the beginning, but less and less and less. So... Well, now I have problems with diarrhea, but <laughs> yeah, again, mm. other problems, but uh, it resolved that. So, and I was eating every day psyllium husk, so fiber because of my constipation when I was keto. And yeah, now I figured out fiber just makes it worse. It makes me more constipated. Mm-hmm. So this is also something yeah. that resolved. Yeah. A lot of people think that, you know, fiber, you need fiber if you're constipated, but I I've noticed that with myself, with my kids, fiber equals constipation. Right. Well, I have to say, I know like Sabina in Switzerland, she figured out she, when, when she just takes a tiny bit, like of cucumber or something, just a tiny bit, she doesn't have diarrhea anymore. So the fiber probably mm. is true. It helps her to not have diarrhea and she's not mm-hmm. constipated then, but it's a tiny, tiny amount she needs. So she mm-hmm. actually does better now with a tiny bit or a little bit of olives or I don't know, but I can't do that okay. with my brain even because you know what happens. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I have one last question for you. I know I talked. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. It's it's really been a joy. Really been a joy talking to you. 
Um, what advice would you give to someone just starting out on carnivore? Or what's something you wish you knew when you first started? Oh my gosh, that question. That's also a typical question. Um, one thing, don't be dogmatic. Like, like most of the carnivores that started are like, oh, you have one leaf of basil on your plate. You're not carnivore anymore. It's like really, uh -huh. well, I'm not saying don't be dogmatic. Like I am dogmatic to myself. I have to be super strict. Well, but I, except for my supplements, everything else is carnivore, but don't mm -hmm. be dogmatic towards others. Or like, I always say everybody's body and brain are different. And you have to figure out what works best for you. And um, yes, of course, I'm not a fan of vegan diet. Of course not. Mm -hmm. And I think, yes, everyone should have some red meat in their diet, but, um, or at least meat. I think there are, maybe there are some people out there, they, they, they don't do well with red meat. Yes. So everyone is just different. And yeah, so someone that starts out with carnivore, I think I congratulate you. That's great. Start, stick with it for a while. Give it a chance. Give it a fair chance. And then try, yeah, take all the advice in. Like, listen to your podcast or other podcasts and, and do research. But then you don't have to, like blindly believe everything you you have to figure out what works best for you so they podcasts can give you great ideas or like oh wow maybe i should maybe this works for me or maybe oh i haven't thought about that yet so you just have to figure out what works best for you and yeah. have have fun with it and and yeah and be there are I'm, I'm a bit, yeah, I have to mention that. I mean, I, you know, I, um, I, I accept people for who they are and I think it's good to give great advice, but I think it's so stupid to give the advice. Oh yeah, when you go out with people and eat carnivore, just also order the sides and just, just kind of push them around. No, be freaking <laughs> straight. I don't eat that bullshit. I just want the meat. But no, I get it. It's like not everyone is like me. That just like, um, yeah, I'm very straightforward. I'm direct. I'm like, I don't care if people see that I just eat meat or I don't care when people ask and I, I love to talk about it. So now I get it. But you don't have mm -hmm. to pretend. You don't have, because also, I, I don't want to, I don't want to any sides on my plate or next to it no yeah it's gonna ruin my appetite no no but no it's just like yeah no be I, yourself just be yourself yeah when when I first started I was definitely kind of ashamed you know I thought people would think I was a freak but now I do not care I will let I will let it be known and yeah yeah you see and that's totally understandable I'm just not that way I don't fucking care. I'm not, a sh I, I was never, a sh I was more even proud at the, or like even, hey, yeah, look at me. I just see that or like whatever, but no, yeah. Everyone has their same, yeah, uh, their, their own thing, how they deal with it and stuff. Yeah. Do whatever works for you. But I love it. Now you said 
yeah, at some point I feel like you shouldn't, um, how do you say? Yeah, you shouldn't be ashamed anymore or, mm-hmm. or try to hide it, hide away. No, be who you are. And if people don't accept you or whatever, screw them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really the attitude you've got to take. Well, and it also makes a good um, uh, um, a start for a conversation. I mean, you know, sometimes you yes. ask with people and you have no idea what to talk about or whatever. Oh, man, uh-huh. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Aline, it has been so much fun talking to you today. Yeah, so thank much you. fun. I had fun too. I, I love doing that. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we'll definitely have to do it again sometime. Yeah, thank you. I hope uh, sometime in the future when I figured out my my health. Yes. And yeah. Yes, yes. And I I I have I, I just want to send you the best wishes, best thank blessings you. over over everything. And and you are a true warrior. You really are. It doesn't really feel like it sometimes, but uh, yeah, no, thank you. I try. Yeah. Well, you have a great rest of your, is it nighttime where you are? Daytime? No, I think we're at the same, where are you? I'm in Georgia. So in the Southeast. Oh, okay. No, no. So I think I'm three hours behind you or four hours. Me, it's two, okay. two okay. 11 now. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, it's a, it's five eleven where I am then. <laughs> yeah. So three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no, it's not, uh, I'm not in Europe in Europe. It's like nighttime right now. <laughs> okay. Right. 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 All right. Well take care and I will see you, you around Instagram and on YouTube. Yeah. Thank you so much. You take care too. It was really nice seeing you and all that. Thank you so much. Yes. Great job. Yes, you too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for today. Until next time, stay meaty, stay strong, stay inspired. Do you have a carnivore story to tell? Connect with me on Instagram at meet, M-E-A-T, Mrs. M-R-S, Grubs. G-R-U-E-S. Or you can email me at carnivorestories at gmail.com. I would love to interview you and the world needs to know that meat heals.